0: How are you feeling? You good, Renee?
1: You good? I'm fine. Good. Just fine.
0: Have you done a podcast before?
1: This is my first podcast, but I've been on TV and radio a few times. Tell me about that. Well, I was on, uh, the latest time was uh, WLAE, which is the Catholic station here in New Orleans. They, The University of Holy Cross Counseling Department, ever since COVID, they've been doing like tele, tele-counseling, virtual okay. counseling. So the guy who's in charge of the counseling department teamed up with the lady who does, I don't know, some show on WLAE. And they had a few of us to talk about different things. So Kateri and I were on the same day. And um, I, I forgot what, oh, fear. I think it was fear. We each did. It was like a 10-minute segment. And then a couple of weeks later, they were like, uh, could you do you again? So we're like, all right. So then we did Thanksgiving, gratitude mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was on TV, but we were, I mean, you know, it was on the Zoom, it was virtual, but we were on TV. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, I've been on the Baton Rouge station a number of times. And then some lady here in Hammond, who does a radio, did a radio state program once a week. Anytime on a Friday morning that her guest just wouldn't show up, I would (laughs) get phone calls. Could you come? And I'd be like, Rosa, is it TV or radio? Because I would have to know if I could, like, get... (laughs) just spontaneously do whatever topic she gave us
2: that is awesome
1: and
0: you could just roll with it huh I guess yeah whatever Mm. the topic is just go whatever (laughs) so
2: Hi, Nikki. Hello James. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing great too. Um, it's another exciting day. It's another Advent episode.
0: I like the Advents.
2: I do too. They're lots of fun. I feel like, um, uh, kind of like Advent. Like we don't really know what we're going to get in the Advent episodes. No. Uh, certainly, in our first two episodes, it's been kind of a surprise. And as we've as we've recorded, as we've kind of welcomed these guests. Uh, it's been like, wow, I did not expect this conversation to go this direction. Yeah. Right? Or I didn't expect to like laugh so much or to maybe think so much or whatever. Um, so that's been really cool. It's been kind of like these little like early Christmas presents almost. We get to kind that's of unwrap nice. them. It's, it's really neat. It's yeah. really cool. Um, we have another... Very exciting episode today. We did. I'm I'm really excited because I because I know that you're really <laughs> excited. Um, so since we kind of came up with the idea for these Advent episodes, um, Nikki uh, has been mentioning uh, this person, and uh, really really wanted to uh, to invite her on and to um, pick her brain or maybe her soul a little bit about Advent and to see um, what she might have to to share with us about you know. It, Having expectations of God during Advent and not again—I um, I feel like I'm harping on it, but I'm going to say it again, again like not losing Advent to the hustle and bustle of getting ready for Christmas. Right. right. That's what—that's where so many of us struggle is that we are so busy Christmas shopping or decorating or worrying about who's coming to visit or who's not coming to visit yeah. this COVID year um, that we we lose sight of the fact that Advent is here for a reason. It's here to 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 really help us grow in our in our faith and in our relationship with God. So without that's all been said. Uh, ragamuffins, I think you have your reminders that we usually go through, right? Um, oh, uh, what's that? Well, I, I just did them. Oh, yeah, those, right? those, those reminders. Yeah, okay. those those reminders. <laughs> um, so, I, so I really, really want to welcome our guest. Um, she's joining us virtually, which is also a new thing for us, uh, which is, is really cool. Um, Sister Renee Daigle, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Sister Renee. I, I know you have... Um, uh, you and Nikki go, go way back, which is, is very cool. Um, but maybe uh, you could just start off with with kind of letting us know uh, a little bit about yourself and, and maybe what you um, what 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 your uh, your vocation looks like a little bit and, and 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 who you are.
1: Great. Well, it's wonderful to be with you. Um, my name is Sister Renee Dagle. I'm from Homa, Louisiana, which is about fifty miles south of New Orleans. Yes, there are many things south of New Orleans, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, I entered the community, grew up Catholic, entered the community when I was when I graduated from college. Um, the Marianites of Holy Cross taught me all through elementary and high school, and I had a great aunt who was a Marianite too. So the the witch community was a natural for me. It was the tug of war between me and God that ensued before that to say, do this or don't do it was the hard part. Um, I have a degree in elementary education and fully thought I would be teaching like for my whole life, but I only did that for 10 years, the little ones pre-K through second grade. And then I was called to do mission work in Nicaragua for a little while. Uh, but that has stuck with, that has, that part of my heart has really, um, Half of my heart is still in Nicaragua, and um, oh. the, the beauty of that was I had the gift of learning the Spanish language and have opportunity to practice that from that from the, every now and then. Um, from there, I did vocation work full time for about eleven years, which is, I guess, the easiest way is kind of like recruitment slash discernment with people, and um, from there went into campus ministry, which I have been doing for about 12 or 13 years, and then in the last three years was elected to leadership in my religious community, which is a whole new world that I didn't know existed. And so I have been trying to balance leadership, which a big part of that is elder care and visioning and planning with campus ministry, and have found recently that uh, the community's needing more and more of me, so I'm kind of, I don't know if this is an Aust- Austin thing, but I'm crawfishing my way out of campus, uh, Memphis, okay. back and out, yeah. and trying to incorporate somebody else in. So, um, But it's all good. It's all good. The life is wonderful, and nowhere am I today, uh, I'm, I am nowhere that I would have told you or thought I would be 35 years ago when I entered the community. I mean... You know, it's a whole different world, but it's a good one.
0: That's kind of the beauty of it all, though, huh? That Mm -hmm. you're in a different place, but it's a good place.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, you in your prayer, mentioned Mary, and this is just coming to me. I went to a workshop years ago, and it was entitled, uh, well, I didn't know it was going to mean all this. And it was all about when Mary said yes Mm -hmm. on that first day. (laughs) Did she have a clue what she was really saying yes to? And the lady put it into every one of our lives. Whenever we say yes to any, you say yes to marriage, you say yes to religious life, you say yes to some big commitment, you say yes to what you think it is, and then you start living that day by day. And you're like, sure. hey, some days, wait a minute, I didn't know it was going to be this, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. And there's, there's, I mean, that is, uh, that's, I mean, that's exactly, I think, what we've been talking about kind of summed up um, really Throughout throughout the podcast, but certainly over the last few weeks, is you know this idea of really kind of you know when you when you want this relationship with God, when we have these encounter moments with God, when we um, when we go into uh, you know a particular experience, uh, saying yes to that experience, it it really does kind of open the floodgates, right? And and it's not um, uh, it, it can be a very overwhelming thing. It can be like something that I think uh, people are often. Often it leads to like even maybe even more confusion about your relationship with God, especially when you're like, you know, having those reactions of like, okay, I, I, I didn't sign up for that. Like, I signed up for this piece. I didn't sign up for that, right? Or, or I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that um, being a parent was going to be so hard. Or I didn't realize that, uh, you know, some of the some of the the teens that I work with and they're going through confirmation. It's like, oh, that's what that's what we believe. Okay, you know, like, like we kind of have these moments of. I don't want to call them struggle, but we have these moments of like sort of realization of the reality of, of God, of who God is and what he wants from us and things like that. And I think Advent is a really, really good time to, to explore that reality. Like that's really kind of what Mm -hmm. we're doing is we're allowing Jesus, um, hopefully in our lives to be who he is. And, and I think that, um, uh, the, the, the simplicity of Jesus being who he is, kind of draws out of us who we are, who, who we really are. And, and, um, what a really, really beautiful thing to share that, you know, you didn't expect this vocation to be maybe as big or as, as far reaching as it sounds like it has been, you know, but God, uh, God gives you the grace. He gives all of us the grace to do that. You know, he, 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 he knows what we're capable of even when we don't. Um, Mm can you, can you maybe, uh, maybe talk about that a little more? Like were there, have there been times in your, um, in your life as a religious sister where you felt like, God, I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do here. I don't know like how to do this or, or that I even really want to say yes to this particular thing. Um, how do you, how do you navigate those times? How do you kind of keep the focus on, on your relationship with Christ?
1: Well, I think uh, right now that where religious life is in the United States right now is a prime example of that. My community in particular, um, but a lot of communities are what we say coming to completion. Like Mm -hmm. there are not young women entering our communities. So for me, I am um, almost quite literally the last, the youngest one. There are Mm -hmm. two technically younger than me, but one is in Africa and one is in the process of, leaving the congregation so there is nobody behind me right Mm. and when I joined 35 years ago that was not in my realm of consciousness Mm. and so at some point you know the thought process is like wait a minute should I cut bait and run now while I still can you know Mm. but then deep inside it's like there's no way I could do that Mm. there's no way I mean I could leave and make a life for myself and be just fine but I could never do that number one I don't feel called to break that promise that I made. And number two, I could never do that to these sisters that I've grown to love as my sisters. And so it is quite literally this living every day into the unknown. Mm. Like religious, religious life has never been here before. We don't have anybody to follow because we've never been in this situation. Yet at the same time, it's like, but I I know that we're going to be okay. Mm. I know that God is leading us. And that's one of the things about Advent, the readings for every day at mass are just so, so powerful in that promise. I was just thinking, as you were talking earlier, um, today, the very first reading from Isaiah, <clears throat> it starts out, I am the Lord your God who grasp your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I will help you. Okay, if God says, fear not, I will help you, then- I OK, <laughs> you know, that's all I have to do is is do my part and know that I'm not called to do it all. So I think all through when there have been hard things or, you know, sometimes somebody says, oh, this is so hard if it's a sister or a college student. And I'm like, right, you can do hard things, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so been that our mantra. You, that you, you may be led to a place where you started off saying yes and then you're like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I, this is too big. It's too much. It's too fast. It's too whatever. Um, it's too hard. You got to really think. Is, is are you really that fickle? You know, to just mm-hmm. get out of? It? Did, did you really mean the yes in the first place? You know, well, and um, so I mean, I ask myself <laughs> that. You know, did yeah. you really?
0: That's that's so, real. That's a real question. Yeah. So it feels like a lot of unfolding. Mm, definitely evolving (laughs) unfold onions have layers yeah and and (laughs) reminiscent of christmas morning right Like with the gifts with the tissue you know like you you just keep unwrapping a layer and finding you know kind of anticipating what you're going to find and and like Mm -hmm. yeah 2020 has lots of uh surprises for us as far as the unfolding of where we are in, in, vocations and careers in family life, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, in it's, it's
2: yeah, it's, it's, it's totally, I mean, it's shifted the perspective the, the last eight months have shifted the perspective, sh- shifted everybody's perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, so, something you said that was really, uh, really kind of interesting to me, like, like it's, you know, you, you mentioned this idea. I think we have this idea certainly in, in Western culture and in Western religion, uh, that, that if we found a comfortable spot, um, that that's kind of where we're supposed to be. And we can, and, and we should, we should think that, you know, any, like anytime we feel comfortable, we should be affirmed that, that God has kind of put us where we're supposed to be. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a little bit tragic, um, because I think we find out who we are in, in adversity last week, we talked about suffering and how like suffering is the one thing that kind of unites us, makes us right. human. right? Um, you know, Mary, you, you talk about the readings for Advent. I, I can't help but think of of Mary and Joseph. I mean, I could not imagine walking about 300 miles, like, with a pregnant wife on a donkey. Like, like looking at it from a man's perspective, from Joseph's perspective. I could not imagine that pilgrimage as as Mary, I mean, to be, to be pregnant with a child. And we know she was at least three months pregnant because she spent three months with Elizabeth, right? Um, so... So she's she's noticeably pregnant, like uncomfortably pregnant, and she's walking around the desert or riding around the desert on a donkey like that is uncomfortable. And this expectation that, you know, um, know, that we have sometimes of of comfort, I think, is a is a major distraction for a lot of people uh, because people don't think that they can they can accomplish tough things. They don't think that they're made to do tough things. And I think that, that vocations and, and, you know, especially religious life, it kind of, it points us to um, the fact that people can accomplish things that are, you know, if they're not like physically demanding, they're, they're extreme emotionally and, and, and spiritually, and that those things really have value in our, in our culture and and in our society.
1: Yeah. I think it's not just a little bit tragic. I think it's very tragic that people, get in a place where this is as much as I'm gonna learn, as much as I'm going to grow, as far as I'm gonna go. And it's like you stifle yourself, you know, is again I always tell people if you if if everything's going fine, everything's going great, life is grand, get ready because you're about to be child <laughs> to go <laughs> further. Right. And it's, you know, I mean I wrote a piece uh, last year about uh this how do you know when it's time and it's my my image was stepping stones, you know, mm. that stepping stones and in order to get from the one you're on to the next one that y- you have to be in this liminal un letting go for a time right mm-hmm. and I always I always know in my life when this stepping stone is is, is it's time to move and yeah. so it's like in my prayer or whatever it's like I pick up my foot but I have no clue where the next stepping stone is or what it's going to be but by the time I have to put my foot down, it's there. It's there. You know, mm-hmm. and again, I think that's kind of like the ebb and flow of a prayer life. If we commit ourselves to that, that sometimes it is comfortable. And I think when we do something and we get that comfort or confirmation, we call it, you relish that because that's wonderful. And, and we need that, mm-hmm. but we can't stay there,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, right. but gotta relish that and then say, okay, I'm comfortable with this what's coming next. And there's always something coming.
0: Yeah. I think that's important because you know um, growth hurts, you know, talk about growing pains. I got the 10 year old waking up with growing pains often. Um, If, if we're going to grow, we have to expect and anticipate that we're not always going to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's a good Mm -hmm. thing. It's hard. And I like the idea of um, recognizing the need And the desire for the affirmation when things are going well, but be prepared to move. And when you're taking that step, you're going to be maybe a little off balance Mm -hmm. and not have both feet on the ground, but, Mm -hmm. um, keeping your gaze on, on God, you know, like remaining in his eyesight and keeping that eye contact. We talked about that, Mm -hmm. um, last week with Esther was the gaze of God. You know, like if you can stay within his gaze, then there's the safety net for that Mm -hmm. whole wobble,
2: wobble walk. It's, it's, it's really, um, you know, something that, that always, uh, it always kind of strikes me when I know that God is talking to me in my life. Uh, usually I think that I'm really comfortable. Like I've, I've convinced myself in my head that I'm really comfortable, but if I look around, um, You know, God, God isn't gonna, God isn't gonna like physically force me to move. Right. But he will make, uh, all of my environment, all of my, my entire situation, my entire life, really, really uncomfortable. Like my, (laughs) my perceived comfort will actually, I'll look around and be like, okay, God is giving me so many signs through so many different things that are happening. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not super comfortable. Things aren't going, you know, well in my in my prayer life or in my, my personal life or in my, my, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. And, and those things are usually, it's not that God is, is trying to do me harm. It's that God is trying to get my attention, Mm -hmm. right? He's, he's, he's trying to, he's trying to kind of wake me up and, and to say, look, do not be afraid. Like this, this pruning or this growth or whatever it is, that's going to hurt. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here with you. Uh, But these times are, are, are not about you, you know, living high on the hog, so to speak, right? They're they're not they're not about was that southern enough for you? <laughs> that is um uh, but, but but they're <laughs> I mean, you know what that is? So. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Um, so that's I, I think that's when you, you've you you've like slaughtered a hog and you've got lots of lots of meat like right. like you've got lots of stuff. Like you have everything you want. Yeah, you have everything in a you want. city
0: just FYI I got my hog stuff at the grocery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but but God, but God does that. He, you know, and it's not that He, again, He He doesn't ever want to hurt us. He doesn't want to, you know, knock us down or anything like that. But He does give us these opportunities of of real work. He's working in our lives. He's He's changing us from the inside out. Right? Like um, I think of Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. I'm gonna I'm gonna take out your stony heart. I'm gonna plant a new heart within you. That sounds painful. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who's like, I mean, ever experienced any kind of surgery, major or minor, like, like it's it's painful. It's not a fun thing, right? And and to imagine that that, that God is doing that with with our with our soul, that God is doing that with our, you know, the kind of kind of who we are at the core, um, that's that's going to be painful. I I do think that Advent is uh, a really really um, excellent time to kind of come to grips with that. Right yeah. we, 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 we think about Advent again as this you know this kind of happy time that's filled with wonder and joy and certainly it is. Um, but it's also here, uh, you know there's four weeks of it for a reason and only what is it eight days of Christmas <laughs> for a reason because I think it takes us a little bit longer sometimes to, to realize um, just how just how how powerful God is in our lives and, and to really um, uh, prepare ourselves appropriately to, to receive him. The, the way that we can, right? Maybe not the way that we should. We don't like to say should on this podcast, uh, but the, the, the way that we, the way that we can receive him is, is pretty radical.
1: Yeah. Um, the first week of Advent, um, the, the Sunday, that Sunday, the reading, the gospel was uh, Jesus saying, you know, be awake, watch. And it was the uh, bridesmaids. Was it the bridesmaids who didn't have enough oil or whatever? Mm-hmm. No, the, the master went away and they came back and the servants were sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, like, stay awake and watch. And I have always interpreted that as, like, always be on why you don't know when God's coming for you, right? You don't know when you. But the priest, um, he kind of flipped it and he said, you know, we always think we need to be focused on God, right? We need to keep our life focused on God, keep our gaze on God, and not be distracted by the things of the world. But he said, really and truly, we live in the world. And so Mm. we are not focused 100% on God. It's impossible as a human being to be focused on God 100%. But the question is, do I allow myself to be distracted by God? I think that's Mm. sort of saying a minute ago, it's like, as I'm going through my day and I'm focused on this test or this child or this paper or whatever it is, do I allow God to distract me and kind of break in Mm -hmm. to my consciousness and remind me I'm here, I'm leading you here, look at this, listen to that. And so it was like, wow, that was a great thing for me to hear in the first week of Advent because it switched my It switched my advent this year, you know, of like, Hmm. not where am I focusing on God to the, to lessen the distractions, but where am I living my life open to God's distractions in my life? Mm. That's a more positive way for me. Like, where are the surprises that God is looking for me all day, every day?
2: (gasps) Absolutely. I love that. I love that too.
0: I love that, that you are not a new uh, Catholic Christian and you're still learning new things from scripture. Number one. Oh, yeah. And number two, it reminds me of like that broken vase thing, you know, like um, you have to allow, uh, like we're broken people. So we have to allow God in and he can come in through those spaces, Mm -hmm. so to speak. I had another Mm -hmm. thought too, but I forgot. Oh, I was going to talk about my dog for a second. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I have the dog who's a little bit of an issue now. She's still an issue, but she's getting better. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I've always, and I don't know if I am misguided some, but I have a pretty close relationship with God, and I feel like he's definitely affirming time and time again that he wants Kate in my life. Kate is my dog. And I feel like it's because she demands attention or else she's unruly. And I've always kind of, not that God is unruly, but I've always thought if I put in the time, you know, like the time with Kate to exercise her, she's well-behaved. And I feel like if I dedicate that time with God, with me, then I can be not well-behaved, but then I'm at more peaceful and I'm, you know, he's holding my gaze. Are you laughing? Uh-huh. That's, not even, that's not even a funny story. It's
2: it's great. I just, I just imagined you as like, like, like God is like holding out a treat. Like, you. Good girl. Good girl, Nikki.
0: Yeah. We, we've been medicating Kate. She's on some medication that's making her behave better. It's so much, it's so good.
1: Because that's been a lifelong issue with that particular it dog. It has. Right?
0: She's eight There's... years old and she's still a handful. But, you know, yeah. we've had people who have, like, y'all should consider rehoming her. And I just can't because I feel like she's supposed to be for us. And because she reminds me. She's yours, yeah. She's your, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, and, and maybe, I don't know if this is where you're, you're, you know, your your thinking is like, I, I can think of a million times in my life where um, I wouldn't have, I, I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because I feel so terrible about myself, but, but it just in, in uh, a very human way of thinking, like looking at it objectively, if I were God, I would. I would try to find another home for me. You know what I mean? Like, like I've, like I've, like I've kind of, I've, I've, I've gotten out or peed on the carpet or whatever, oh whatever gosh. the analogy, whatever analogy, you know, you, 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 want to use and, and, and God doesn't do that. Oh, God, like,
0: oh, you've messed up again. Yeah.
2: And, and God doesn't do that. And, and it's, it's really, you know, bringing it back to, um, to kind of our, our Advent journey and, and experiencing God in Advent. Like this is kind of a, it is kind of a reset button. Advent does kind of, kind of work as a reset button once again, you know, uh, you know, Jesus in the very first week of Advent is like, stay awake, keep Mm -hmm. watch. Right. Just like, like sister Renee said, how many, how many times does he, he tell us that every day, let alone just, you know, liturgically. Um, but, but we do, I think need, need to, be reminded of that. And and we also need to give ourselves the, the kind of the, the credit of being a human. Like I, like you, like you just, uh, affirmed sister Renee and, and like, she's been, she's been doing this a long time. She's been a Catholic Christian her whole life and she's still learning things. We're all kind of in that place, I think. And, and Advent is a really, uh, it's a, it's a good place to kind of look around and go, um yeah I'm I'm here and it's and it's it's the beginning. It's like I'm I'm reading I'm reading this book again or I'm watching this movie fresh. again. It feels fresh, right? And um sister Renee, maybe uh, if you if you could um uh give maybe someone who's experiencing Advent for the first time. If you could give uh those you know those of our listeners that might be experiencing Advent for the first time some insights on on how to really connect uh and then maybe ways to 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 share that connection with other people. I, I know that's, that's, that's something that we've talked about a lot is community. Uh, and that's something that a lot of folks are, uh, maybe scared of right now, scared to do right now, scared to talk about, um, their faiths, you know, their experiences with God. Uh, how do we, how do we connect at Advent? And then how do we, um, how do we share that with others?
1: Well, I think if, if somebody is experiencing Advent for the first time, like as a Catholic Christian, I would say the very first thing is um, like we just said, pay attention, just pay attention and live. To me, the, the whole thing is living mindfully, you know, not going through the motions, mm-hmm. but really just being awake to my own life and not it's like, God doesn't always speak to us or come to us in these high and mighty thoughts or, or in church or whatever. It could be, Anytime, any day, through any event, something in nature. I mean, you know, Nikki was laughing at me because I just adopted a little dog. And it's every day is new, you know, <laughs> every day is new. And um, and so it's kind of like, How is every day new for you? What do you see? waiting mm. every day for us anew. And he doesn't hold a grudge, you know, it's like every day is new. Um, so just to pay attention, I think, like I said before, the readings that we are given by the church can, can be avenues just to get us to think in that way. If we, even if we don't go to church every day, but to read the readings, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to, um, it, it's a cycle, right? And, and mm-hmm. this is the beginning of the year for us as Catholics and, and to know it's going to come around next year. It's not, there's no test. You don't have to learn anything. <laughs> from- Thank uh-huh. heavens you just have to live it, you know? And, and that's all God asked is for each one of us to be open to whatever it is that's coming into our particular life at this particular time. And just to, to go with it, you know, God doesn't ask us more than we can handle or, or, um, you know, God's not trying to trick us or trip us up or, or anything like that. It's like, God is always all for us. And so, How do I see God for me today? Hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So I I think it's very, very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. It is. And you just need to, you need to pay attention.
0: You need to be Mm -hmm. aware of him in your life. Okay. So do you want to know where he's been in my life? I do. Sure. Okay. This is a little, maybe far-fetched, but it could come into play for Advent because it involves the color purple and it has to do with the artist formerly known as Prince. (laughs) And I... In reading scripture, I was, we were talking about some um, theologian and I'm like, gosh, I don't know a whole lot of, you know, really smart theologian people. Like I asked James if he knew somebody, who was that guy?
2: Soren Kierkegaard.
0: You ever heard of him? okay, I'm the only one who hasn't heard of him. So I'm like, have you heard of him? And I was waiting for him to say no. And he's like, oh yeah, he's the coolest, whatever. And I'm like, I'm reading scripture and I'm seeing beloved and I'm hearing in my head, Prince going, dearly beloved. And and I'm like, gosh, why am, and I don't, I didn't perceive it then as God being whimsical with me. I thought I was um, not paying attention, but then... I went to the Dollar General, and I heard, I don't know, Little Red Carvette was playing. And then and then I looked up, and I'm like, hmm, like that's odd, because it's 2020, and that song's really old. Right. And then Matt and I, one of our neighbors had a little Oktoberfest, and um, they had the little polka music playing and all that. And then Raspberry Beret came on, and I'm like, this is really weird. And then yeah. I, I sent you a message or something, and you said, oh, that's really weird, because... This yeah. print songs playing.
2: Yeah, I was I was like like working in the yard, working outside or something, and and Spotify was just playing random music and played like three print songs in a row. You know, and it was it was and it was right when you had sent me that text message. It was it was really, really strange. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I feel like if you're paying attention, he's always he's always in communion and, and talking with us if we're mm-hmm. just awake.
2: Absolutely. A- absolutely exactly. there's there's I mean, there are um you know, that's we. I don't think we've really expressed it this way, but but we've talked, I think, enough about encountering God that we could probably definitively say that there is no uh, excuse at this point for not, um, you know, for, for, for not being able to recognize something going on in your life uh, where God is trying to communicate with you, mm-hmm. right? And if you can, if you can kind of, um, if you if you if you give God just that little bit of room of of saying, okay, God, I I I got up for my my coffee this morning and um, watched the sunset and it was and it was really beautiful. And I'm going to give you that credit. I'm going to give you that that um, that space to to kind of you know whatever that that five minutes was right to to work in my life. I'm going to give you that credit. Um, God will take that and He'll turn it into a really transformative experience in your, in your life, a, 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 a way in your life in which he really, he really prunes, he really changes things. And sometimes, you know, that's, um, sometimes it's super obvious. Sometimes it's not, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, you know, you, you, you go, you run to the church and you, you know, you, you kind of fall on your knees before God. And it's this like super religious thing. Sometimes it's a print song, you know, and, and and it's the same God. And, and that, that, um, that to me, doesn't necessarily, those aren't necessarily inconsistencies. Those are, those are, that's just proof that God loves me a lot. His, his love, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's all, it's the entire spectrum.
1: His extravagant nature.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: where do you think right. our, you know, humor and whimsy comes from, mm-hmm. hey, you know, yeah. of God is humorous and whimsical and all of that stuff as well, you mm-hmm. know, um, when Nikki, when you asked me to do this and you said that, where have you encountered God recently? Or where have you encountered Jesus? One of the theologians that I've been reading <laughs> for a number of years, I, I met him way back in, I think it was 95 and have kind of kept up with him. Father Richard Rohr. Mm-hmm. He is in Albuquerque. Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah. What? Is no, he's Sinatario? in, no, Ron Rollheiser. Ron Rollheiser. Oh, is the in- wrong guy. That's okay. But he's awesome too. But Richard Rohr is in Albuquerque and okay. he, he's just, he's a Franciscan and he just, as I started reading him, talk about learn something new. It was like my whole, my whole way of thinking of things, some things that never quite sat right with me, the way he explains them opens my mind and my heart and my spirit up so much. And I'll just give you like this much. Cause I could sit here Don't all day and me. talk about him. But one of the things is that um, the whole thing of Jesus and Christ, right? You know, Richard's like, hey, Christ was not Jesus' last name. Jesus. <laughs> so, so God, from the beginning of time, was uh, manifesting God's self in creation, right? Okay. So as he says, creation, the creation itself is really the First Testament. And then we have the written word of the Old Testament and the New Testament. But creation itself existed way longer, you know? And so that was, and if you read scripture in Christ through Christ, all things were created and it's all. So it was this, um, he calls it the universal Christ was inspirited into this universe way before Mm -hmm. Jesus human being came onto the scene. So at a particular place in a particular time, the fullness of God was manifest in a human form in Jesus. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus died and Jesus did not rise. Christ rose from the dead, right? And okay. we go to church and we pray uh, through Christ our Lord. We don't say Jesus, we say Christ. Because Christ now is living in his church, no longer bound by space and time. Wow. Well. that makes sense? So Jesus was in a particular place in a particular time but Christ okay. is all times Universal. all places all things so in this little dog in the flower in the tree mm-hmm. the earth in the air in every human being in the rocks mm. every is infused with the grace of God if we only see it and it's like that's exciting to me you that, know absolutely that's that is going to be new every day if i do james wake up from my coffee and see a beautiful sunset like you said Hmm. uh i I don't know how you do that i'm sorry
2: yeah (laughs) sunset sunrise
1: i didn't catch it it either that's okay sunset i'm like wow that's pretty cool
2: yeah i live i live in alaska i don't
1: (laughs) know anyway uh but it really is God. And like Richard is very orthodox and very scriptural and very different from what I've heard growing up all of my life. Because it was very hard for me to believe in a God that's all love that sent his son in order to be murdered. Like yeah. mm-hmm. G- Richard says, that was God did not need a plan B. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. God did not need a plan B. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't God's plan that Jesus was gonna be crucified. He sent Jesus to show us how to live, to be at one with us. And humanity, because he was a rebel, crucified him. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like God gave us the world, we messed up, so God had to create a, cl- a plan B to fix it. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. I had a plan all along. Mm-hmm. So it, that makes much more sense to me as mm-hmm. far as who is God, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And so, um, you know, in Advent, it's like, yeah, read something new, read something that you've never read before, read Mm -hmm. somebody that you've never read before. That's going to stretch you a little bit or a lot.
2: Yeah. We, we, we talked last week with, with Esther again about, um, and it's so cool how, uh, these Advent episodes are all like building on one, like, and we've put, they're dovetailing. We've put, the only work we've put into these is like Don't making sure, people the is only making sure that we have people that'll come on and talk <laughs> with us. It's super cool. So that, that's awesome because it, it feels like the Holy spirit is like taking over, which is, is very cool. Um, but Esther talked about, uh, Jesus's superpower. Right. And, and how, you know, if, if we look at him like a, like a superhero, his superpower is vulnerability. His, his superpower is the ability to just lay himself down, um, you know, for us uh, without really expecting anything in, in return. And I, and I think that, that ties in very, very nicely with what you're saying, Sister Renee, about, you know, Christ is present. You know, the resurrected Christ is always accessible to us. He's, he's always there. He's always, um, you know, giving us opportunities to, to find him, to, to, to see him. Right. It's not like you're going to, you're going to give God, again, give God the credit for the sunset or the sunrise, right. (laughs) Whatever it might be. It's it's not that you're going to give God the credit and then he's not going to be there to take it. Or that, or that he's not going to meet you in that moment. You're never going to be disappointed mm-hmm. by saying, "God, you know, thank you for this time with my family." God, mm-hmm. thank you for this experience at mass. God, thank you for these Advent readings today. Um, doing, you know, that simple act of 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 praising God, of of worshiping God, of saying, "God, I know that you have a hand in in this, in this little dog." Right? Um, I I I think we I think when we do that, we tap into something that's very, very simple, um, but also very, very deep and mysterious about our relationship with God. And that's, that's just, and that's, it's kind of this ability to just put ourselves in the presence of God. Mm. Um, and that's, that to me is what Advent, that's, that's what Advent has been about this, this year is, is okay. How can I, how can I be, uh, a little more in the light of, of Christ, a little more in the light of God, the father today. Uh, maybe compared with where I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, you know, for, for me, my, my experience this year of kind of saying, okay, how can I, um, how can I do that? It's really opened my eyes, not just to the ways that I'm not in tune with God, but, but I think more looking at it more positively, it's opened opened my eyes to the ways that God is in tune with me. Right. He mm-hmm. is, he is really, really making himself present to me all the time. And, and when I, you know, when I, I get into a rut or when I kind of, you know, when I'm, when I'm, I'm not, uh, paying attention to him, uh, I can kind of step back and go, wow. Like, you know, God, God was here the whole time. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's, that's a very, very humbling thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Pay attention, pay attention. Awake, oh, go sleeper. If, <laughs> if, if I think for people, well, I think that's why people come. Cause I do RCIA in my parish and it's like, Why people come is because they've had that experience, right? They have Mm -hmm. had some moment where they, they got it. There is a God. God cares about me. I want to be in relationship with this God. Somehow, either I know somebody or I've had an experience with the Catholic Church, and I believe that this is where I can best find that. So they've already had that encounter, and so it's like then the rest of our life is building on that, you know. And again, you said it. Our church even doesn't ask we it's we use regular ordinary everyday experiences of life and things. Bread, water, oil, you know, wine. We don't we don't use exotic things right. to celebrate our faith. We don't need exotic experiences to experience God on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. So
2: that is beautiful is there is there a um uh you know you, you've we've, we've talked a lot about finding god in the everyday um is there uh, a particular um maybe a, a particular piece of your your orders like spirituality is that is that something that uh that you've you've found it uh, your 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 order or your vocation um makes it easier to do is it is it is it do you think it's easier being being uh, a sister uh to do that
1: Easier being a sister than not being a sister, you think? Is that or, the
2: question? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, like, is it is it um, is it something that you've? Let me let me let me rephrase that. Is that is it something that you've really had to practice?
1: Um, yes, but I think everybody does. I think you know somehow priests and religious are put up on this pedestal or have, but some got knocked off the pedestal <laughs> too. <laughs> But it's like there's these expectations that we have these, uh, you know, we're better prayers or we're better whatever. We can do these things easier. I think maybe the way that it makes it easier for me is I don't have four kids pulling at me all day, (laughs) every day. So I have the ability and the life to to focus and the responsibility, because part of what I believe is that I have the life that I have and the privilege that I have but I carry all of them, everybody else in prayer with me for those mm. people who don't have that time to either pray or study or do this workshop or this retreat or whatever it is. So in that way, I guess it's easier if because we are given that time or we are we are supposed to make that time because mm. there's a lot of priests and religious who are workaholics just like everybody else. So we can be very distracted from God, not by God as well, mm. you mm-hmm. know? But um, I think, I mean, I know I have been given so many opportunities to learn, to read, to experience so that it makes me maybe uh, makes it more readily available to me because I've I've had opportunities to wake me up to that. And that's in my community. You asked about our charism at first. Part of our mission statement says our mission is to incarnate the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. That's my favorite part of our mission statement, Mm. because it's not about teaching or being a nurse or having this degree or whatever. It's about making present the love and compassion of Jesus wherever you can, however you can. So if it's to a little kid or the next door neighbor or a classroom or whatever, is that You know, how can I make alive and present the love and compassion that Jesus showed in his life, which is what we're all called to do. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that's what we put our thumb on
2: yeah there is there is a um uh getting back to what we talked about in the in the go episode um, we've we've done some some episodes uh called die rise and go right uh I want to bring <laughs> <laughs> talking about talking about the 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 Pascal mystery and we we explored that 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 this uh this whole thing that we're doing at advent it it every day ends with a, a go forth mm-hmm. message, right? Every, every, every experience that we have with, um, with, with Christ really com- compels us, convicts us to go forward and to, to be the love of, of Christ in the world. That's something that I think is extremely, um, it's extremely intimidating to a lot of people. Uh, I also think that it's, it's something that is, uh, <sighs> It, it, it can be vague in the life of the church. It can be vague. So I, mm-hmm. I had been a, a youth minister a long time before I learned that, um, the word mass came from the same word as mission. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, that, that when we go to mass, we're, we're actually, we're actually being sent forth. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I I, I knew that the dismissal was a sending forth, right? But I didn't really think of it as okay. Um, mass and mission and the word missile, like being shot like a missile, are they all come from the same word, meaning to to be to be launched, right? And and that idea of of uh, of launching forth, maybe even maybe even even being sent forth like from the manger, right? From a Christmas experience, I think is something that is. Um, uh, again to a lot of our our ragamuffin listeners uh, to me even it's like okay how do i how do i do this it's almost like someone um you know like someone hands you their newborn it's like how do i do this without without breaking this thing yeah. right like how do i do this without without messing up how do i do it without um you know getting my uh you know getting my wires crossed and 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 doing something wrong um that's where those as you're as you're talking i'm thinking that's where those uh, Experiences come in because even, even, uh, even in uh, religious sisters and, and priests and those people that we that you said get put up on a on a pedestal, um, even they have to to think about okay, what is my next step going to be? Mm-hmm. Even they have to have to think about how am I this person that cuts me off in traffic? How am I gonna how am I gonna treat mm-hmm. this person right from inside my car, um, or that thing that gets posted on Facebook or something like that? How you know how am I gonna respond? And so we're all we're all in that boat, and that's a really, really beautiful thing to think about. So if you're if you're out there and you're thinking about, okay, I I I want to dive into this relationship with God. I feel like I'm being called to do something, but I really don't know what, I'm gonna throw it out there and and give the advice. Pick a lane. Pick something. Find find you know, find really find anything and just and take a risk. Um the 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 twelve disciples, you know, when they're when they're being called it's absolutely a risk. It's a huge risk for Peter to drop his fishing nets and just go. His fishing boat was everything that he had. It was his whole life. But but that that risk. You know, we 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 want to hold on to the stuff that we have. We want to hold on to the life that we have. And a lot of times, um, you know, we can't receive the love of God. We've, we've said it before. We can't receive the love of God. If we're, if we're holding on to something, if we're, if we're, if we're making a fist. So, so sometimes we've, we've got to, to just kind of be willing to say, God, I'm, I'm going to go up to this homeless person that I pass on the way to work every day. And I'm going to give him a bottle of water and I'm going to say Merry Christmas. And that's it. Like, that's the, that's the risk I'm going to take today, but I'm going to be open to whatever you have for me as God in that moment. Um, that's, that's a, that's a, a a tough thing, I think for a lot of us to kind of, to kind of put ourselves out there, but it's so, so necessary in just our, um, our ability to, to, to continue that relationship, to, to kind of grow into, um, you know, whatever God is calling us to do.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, when you, when you started that, it was, you, it was like holding the newborn baby. And I think sometimes we can feel so overwhelmed with, what we think is our responsibility as disciples mm. that it paralyzed it's like mm. either I, I can't do it all so i'm not going to do anything and so it's yeah. kind of like there's, there's no expectation that any one of us has to do it all you know mm-hmm. uh, somebody said a long time ago there was only one messiah and you're not it so pressure <laughs> off you know yeah, sure And then uh, one prayer that we said when I was in high school on our volleyball team, and it stuck with me. And when you said, pick a lane, it's, it's just so, so profound. It's um, I am one and only one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, by the grace of God, I will do. So it's like you said, pick a lane, just don't sit there and do nothing. Just take Mm -hmm. the first step.
2: Mm -hmm. There's, there's so, there's so many of us that, um, that, you know, we do, we, we do nothing. Like we, we have the same experience at Advent every year of, of, um, not really getting much out of the season, maybe being frustrated leading up to Christmas or being exhausted by the time Christmas comes around. Right. Um, and, uh, F- Father Carl said it said it really, uh, really beautifully. Um, now I can't, now I can't remember what I was going to say that he said. Um, <laughs> it's can- about
0: the, the desire, No,
2: no, no, it wasn't that, but that's a good one too. Um, That's okay. Um, uh, We, 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 um, we get into these habits, right? We, we get into these habits in our, in our ways of thinking. Uh, we get into these habits in our, um, in our approach to God, I think. And, and I think a lot of times when people look at, uh, religious life or consecrated life, um, they think that it's, um, that it's just like a habitual life, like you wake up every day and do the same thing, right? Um, and and we know we 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 talked with with enough uh, priests and religious uh, that we know that that's not true. Um, what would you what would you what advice would you give to people um, who are maybe you know maybe they understand the 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 should or the would of Advent, like if I if I if I could would should I I would do dot dot dot. Um, how would you encourage people? maybe to uh to look for some change in their in their lives we've we've talked about you know um you know being committed looking at the scriptures things like that but but people who maybe feel like okay i'm in this i'm in the same monotonous rut uh you know what are the what are the things that 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 we can look at to kind of break us out of that of that monotonous place
1: uh well i think there are about a half a million um advent little reflection things out there mm-hmm. you know that give you a little snippet for every day like this year um you know we've been focused on the whole ecology and earth and all that so i'm doing one on the earth and like the first week was all on time and how to. it's like living abundantly living simply mm-hmm. this week and what do I really need and all that. The next two weeks, well, I don't know what it's going to be because I'm not there, but <laughs> it's like, you know, there are Advent, Busted Halo has a, a, a virtual, a video um, Advent calendar, if you will, with little reflections and a little action to do. And that's what I like about this thing I'm doing. It It doesn't just give you something something to think about. It gives you something to do, you mm-hmm. know, and... Um, And so it's like to find a little, you know, Advent prayer book or website or whatever. It doesn't matter that we're in the second week. You can jump in midway. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so something like that, which you can hold yourself accountable to. I'm going to do this every day. It's going to take me five minutes, you Mm -hmm. know, and free Um, that kind of stuff. And then again, I just keep saying the same thing is to stay awake. You know, you're never going to notice it if you're not looking for it, you know, but. We're looking for God, if you were looking for change, if you were looking for blessings, you are going to find them. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I love that. That's very cool. Um, Sister (laughs) Renee, like I'd be, I'd be really, uh, really, really interested. Who are, who are some of your heroes in faith? Like we talk about saints. We talk about maybe people that aren't saints, maybe, you know, maybe people that we've, we've never heard of, but, um, you, you, you've got a very, I think, a very unique spirituality. I can see why Nikki is uh, is is such Friends a fan of yours. And, a fan. and like, what what uh, what what are who are some of the people that really have inspired you uh, in your in your pursuit of God in your pursuit of this relationship with Him?
1: Uh, there are a lot, and there will be more, I'm sure. But um, I know Julian of Norwich is a big one. Um, Teresa of Avila is is just I, I love her um hildegard what well, nikki did too got into essential oils recently and hildegard was an herbologist i mean she was the one you know she she used all of that um she recognized the healing properties of things that god gives us already mm-hmm. um, i mean richard Rohr and ron rollheiser are two of the, my heroes who are living right now mm-hmm. um you know and 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 again i look to some of the people in my own religious community our founder father Moro, um and just the risk that he took and uh starting this family of holy cross you know which somehow i got to be a part of um those are just a few which like i said th- there could be a lot but those are just on the, 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 the top of my head few
2: that's awesome so uh oh so um so to to anyone who who might not be aware. So Sister Renee named quite a few saints in there and one, one blessed, uh, um, blessed Father Basil Moreau. Yeah, Basil Moreau. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in our room full of crosses and I'm looking at, uh, this candle that has, um, St. Martin de Porres on it and then Nikki's little coffee mug, which has uh, a picture of oh, Pope Pope St. Pope John Paul II on it. And I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, what, what better way, right? We're on, we're, we're, we're privileged to have one of Nikki's heroes in faith here joining us. What, what, (laughs) what, what better way this Advent, um, than to, to try to emulate a hero, to, to try to, you know, to, to look at the things that other people are doing, uh, that other people have done and to say like, how, how can I live, how can I live my life a little more like St. Teresa of Avila? That's just fantastic. And for those of you that are um, listeners and I, I work with teens a lot, so I get a lot of snarkiness. Right, those of you that are snarky, you'll love <laughs> Saint Teresa of Avila. She's like the, mo- she's she's awesome. She's awesome. So, um, uh, just uh, just you know, again, just another way to to I think encounter God and to to you know, if you're feeling that that funk, if it's from the from being overwhelmed with. Uh, a new maybe a new relationship with God overwhelmed with the season right or just um, just maybe you, you feel like you're in uh, you know that same old that same old rut doing mm-hmm. the same old thing we've talked about kind of all three of those situations There, there is just so much out there there's such a rich um, uh, sort of buffet all right a buffet. like a, a spiritual buffet right of of stuff that we can uh that we can do we can we can you know we can pull from one another um and and i think that that that's um maybe that's where maybe that's where your yes is today maybe that's where your yes goes is to to say okay god what do you what do you have for me off in this direction that maybe i've never explored um, that's a really really cool thing um, I was I was thinking I, I remembered what father Carl was gonna what say was uh, what father Carl said um, he said when you think about the we think about the innkeeper at Advent mm-hmm. so that the there's the you know the innkeeper Mary and Joseph they go to the inn and the innkeeper's like sorry there's no room and if the innkeeper had known um, what was going on he would have made room right he would have made right? room at the inn um, I so much of our conversation today I think has been about getting outside of your comfort zone. And, and that's really what making room at the end, making room for Christ in your life. That's what it is. That's what it's about is, is having kind of the, the, the self-awareness to say, there's some stuff here that I'm missing, right? There's some room in my heart, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not being satisfied. It's not being filled by, by my life. It's not being filled by the things that I I allow to distract me from God. And not only to like, to invite Christ into that, those places, but to, to stretch that, that room, to, to allow that, that room to become the biggest room in your house, so to speak, Uh, right? Like the biggest room in your in, um, and to, to make some room for God, uh, in your, um, in your, in your heart, in your mind, in your everyday life, in the things that you do right, uh, in your time with your family, like, uh, like in your time, doing the things that you do, uh, to invite God into that time. Um, you have inspired me to, I, I have uh, a book by Richard Rolheiser that I have not finished yet. Um, and I'm going to go Ron Rollheiser. I'm sorry, Ron Rolheiser, Ron, Ron okay. Rolheiser. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a, a, the a, R's. A, a, yeah, the double R's got me. Um, there's a, a, a book of his that I haven't finished yet. It's sitting on my desk at home. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that for Advent. Um and maybe we can uh maybe I tell you what maybe for our giveaway we should give away some Ooh, books
0: some books some
2: books and I tell you what we will we will get some recommendations from Sister Renee
0: Great idea and
2: give away some books is that is that cool with you Sister Renee Yeah Awesome. Yeah. So we'll 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 grab some books on Amazon and we'll give them away to uh, to some of our lucky listeners.
0: Uh, lucky listeners. Hey, I wanted to say too that I have seen God through our consistent friendship. I feel like I need for the people to know. <laughs> I need for the people, and I'm gonna post that picture that Shannon made for us. You know. Uh-huh. The iconic picture um, that Sister Renee and I have been consistent friends for over 30 years that uh, we met at the same time that I met my husband. She was our retreat leader, and that's been so awesome. And the beauty of it is, is that I see God in your willingness to be a consistent friend, you know, because like, I don't think that we, you know, there's lots of people who we went on tech with a long, long time ago in New Orleans, but um, we have made it a point us and I feel like I got to say the names and Shannon and, and Beth, I'm not going to leave them out, but you know, to, to meet up every time we get together. And, um, I see God in that pursuing of a uh, friendship with me. So thank you.
1: Oh, it is a privilege.
2: Well, sister Renee, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, you know, we, we, uh, I feel like we were, we, we talked a lot today about, about, getting really getting out of your comfort zone of expanding your, 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 your lens stretching. Right. And, and, um, you know, your, uh, your vocation is a, is a testament to that. Your, your, uh, the the work that you do. And, and as you, as you were talking at the beginning, kind of saying all the different things that you've, you've kind of done all the turns that your, your vocation has taken. I was like, man, is there like, is there anything she hasn't done? Like, is she? (laughs) Is she you know, like is there she
0: speaks French too. You speak fluent French as well, right? I'm, I'm fluent. I can hold
1: my own. I'm very that's impressed awesome. with that. That's
2: awesome. That's very cool. So I, I I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm not, I'm not speaking for Nikki, um, but thank you so much for for joining us and and thank you for uh, for all of the work that you do and for just being willing to to get on and be so encouraging, right? To be like very very honest about the fact that yeah, it takes it takes work and that work is really that's like half the fun of it, right? Is the, is the work. Um, that's, that's a really, really great thing I think for people to hear and probably very affirming for maybe people who feel like, Oh, oh I had this, hard. I had an encounter experience with God and my life isn't perfect. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
1: not going to be yeah. Just say too, take the pressure off. Like, you know, you were saying get out of your comfort zone, but it's like, it's not a scary thing. Just mm-hmm go into it like this is a new every it's a new adventure or it's like what's the surprise not necessarily uh oh now what is he going to call me to do mm-hmm. you know right. like, sure yeah Or a pressure thing
2: yeah yeah absolutely um yeah most of us are not are not called to be martyrs right like and that's that's a good thing <laughs> that's a little off yeah yeah and and if we are there's like a lot of good stuff waiting for us, you know, like but between now and then, right? Like, like that's, it's not, uh, it's our, our, our relationship with God is not something to ever be afraid of. Like, uh, exactly. like she said at the very, the very beginning, do not, right. do not be afraid. That's very cool. Um, sister Renee, we've been asking, uh, our guests to pray, pray us out, uh, at the end of these Advent episodes. And we were hoping that you would, you would help us close in prayer.
1: Sure. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, for the encounter with you, for this time to reflect on our encounters. It's time to, um, to share them, to be enriched by each other. And hopefully it's time that you have used our words to enrich the listeners. We ask you to send your spirit to be with us these remaining days of Advent that each one of us can open our hearts and our eyes and our lives to wherever it is that you're calling us to grow just one little bit this year. Um, We know that you hold us. We know that you are for us and that we have nothing to be afraid of. Let us live in that confidence and in that love every day. And we pray in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. That thank you so beautiful. much. That was great. I want to live in that confidence every day.
2: Me too. Good. That's Good. awesome. That's awesome. Sister Renee, thank you so much. Um, we we really, really appreciate it. And I know our listeners do too. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. It's been great. Awesome. It has been. Six Don't tell him about my dog. It's going look. to be tough. <laughs> I
0: won't. Oh my God. Is she sleeping? That's she's been she the whole time. <laughs> Millie. She doesn't make any noise, huh? She doesn't. That's really sweet. She so how does happen? You just felt like you
1: needed, you needed a dog? Again, or? I with this Richard Rohr stuff. For the last years, I mean, this didn't just happen all of a sudden, but this whole thing of creation and, you know, finding God and creation and everything. And, um, then at the beginning of COVID, I mean, I had been really going nonstop and then mm-hmm. I just hit that brick wall and, and really it was a good thing. Like the first six months, it was like, wow, I had like almost a sabbatical, you know, I was still oh, doing yeah. stuff not at nearly the pace. And then school started up and the kids, most of them weren't there because so many of their classes are online. They come right. maybe two days a week and they don't, so, um, so and I'm feeling less connected to them because of all the stuff I'm doing for community. So I'm like, uh. I'm staying home a lot more. I can get a lot more done. I set up a little desk here at home looking at my backyard. And um, so it's like some days, like right now, I'm seeing you on a screen, but I could go days without seeing a person in real life, you know, oh, even though wow. I see thousands of people on the screen every day or I talk to them. So yeah. it just kind of like, I need something alive in uh. here with me. You know, so yeah. it just I just kind of started thinking just slow, dip my toes in the water. And then I just kind of gave it to God. I'm like, look, if this is supposed to happen, just let me know. And the lady called for me to foster this little dog. And I said, OK, I'm a foster first because that way I could, you know, into it. <laughs> but then after two weeks after the first week and a half, she said, I don't mean to put any pressure on you, but somebody's <laughs> filling out a document paper for her. But But because you're fostering, you get. From you steps, get the first, huh? So I called Kateri and I'm like, Kateri, are you serious? Like, if I get on a plane, are you going to take this dog? She's like, I am, I am, I promise. And all my neighbors are like, we'll help you, we'll help you. Oh, so that's so sweet. I said, okay, I'm going to take her. That's so cool.
2: That is really cool. She's seven
1: years old or eight years old. I don't really know how old uh-huh. she is, but she's not a puppy. I'm and she's perfect for me because she's so tiny. She's a true lap dog. She's quiet. She loves to cuddle. So if you go, you places, just got to get, I'm learning a to... purse. No, but my across the street neighbor, his little dog sadly died, but he gave me the car seat where you put her in and she can see out. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it out yesterday and she's riding with Oh my gosh.
2: Princess. But yeah, take her
1: to places. And that's the thing I'd say now, I can take her. I mean, the kids love her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. she gets more acclimated. I mean, I've only had her for three weeks, so she's going to be let, more socialized and less just afraid of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. She was supposedly in a hoarding situation. So, I mean, hey. she's had a lot of trauma. And I, I sometimes look at her and say, well, I, wish I, I wish you could tell me
2: mm-hmm.
1: what you have been through, you know? Sure. Oh. Um. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, something so new, good. something to scratch me. <laughs> I love
2: that. That's, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I, lo- I love dogs. I'm a huge, I have two dogs and I just, you know, it, it sounds weird, but I've learned, I've learned so much about myself and so much about God from just like walking in the room and my dog looking at me a certain way. It's like, exactly. it'll totally, it'll totally like flip around my day or, or change yeah. my perspective.
1: Yeah. When I took her to the vet, uh, the little vet, when she brought it back and I told her this is my first dog I ever had. I don't know what in the world i am do. she said, well, she said, you're going to learn so much about the heart of God through this
2: dog. Oh, and I said, oh, wow, cool.
1: and I, and I said to her, I said, Oh, if you really think that way, you need to meet this friend of mine, Richard Rohr. And she's <laughs> like, wait, is that the priest who dedicated his last book to his black lab Venus? And I said, yes. And so she's like, I got the book. Somebody already gave it to me, but she hadn't wow. read it yet. Nice. No, oh, he says, he says, I definitely believe like, are there dogs in heaven? He's like, without a doubt, you know, he said, I see uh. the face of Jesus his dog. Well, his dog, oh. Venus dog, mm-hmm. but uh, he got another, another dog. I forgot what he called that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's like your idea, my idea of God, image of God just got so much bigger when you include everything. There is nothing that is not infused with God.
2: all our listeners we hope you're having a really really great advent and you're enjoying uh this time and growing in this time and uh we will see you next time
0: peace we will see you next time peace out peace out purple purple pink purple that's right what about the white
2: to church podcast is an amet creative production and is hosted by james longoria and nikki moncada our theme music is candle in the shadows by the poor kings check them out on spotify or wherever you download music incidental music is by punch deck find us on instagram at late to church podcast and let us know your questions comments and thoughts by contacting late to church podcast at gmail.com your insights might even be featured on the show just a little reminder you are good You are worthy, you are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you, peace.